Fourth of July, everybody. Glory to God. Thank God for the little bit of rain we got. Amen. More is coming. More is coming. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, tonight. Father, we just honor you. We praise you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of your word that is alive and well on the inside of us. We honor you and we give you praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Well, we're just going to share a few things tonight and then do our next step that we got going on. Amen? All in celebration of the fourth. Our liberty and our freedom, our independence. Amen? What a great thing. What a great, great thing. Um, so tonight, I'm just going to just cheer for a few minutes with you. Title of this short little message is Faith and Humility. I made a statement on Sunday. Um, and my statement was this God will only give you what your faith and your humility can receive. God will only give you what your faith and humility can receive. A lot of times people say things like, um, I've heard people say this, maybe I've said it sometime way in the past, but people will make these comments, you know, I, I have this great need, and you know, why doesn't God do something? Because God doesn't move regarding need. He doesn't have to because he's already done it all. So God doesn't move where there's a need in a person's life. God moves where there's faith. But not just faith. There has to be humility that is connected with that. And the rest of the month on Sundays, uh, we're, we're, we're going to address this and, and look at it because of how important it is to receive. My receiving is totally connected to my faith and my humility. Your faith or how you walk in humility has nothing to do with my receiving. It has everything to do with yours. So, a couple of verses that we'll look at first. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5. No, no. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. <clears throat> For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Whose faith? Say mine. He said ours there, but he's talking about my faith. Okay? So I am a world overcomer if I have faith. If I operate in faith. If I live my life by faith in God, I am a world overcomer because he said I am. A lot of the things that happen in life, the longer I've been on this planet, I realize that 
the only thing that stands between me and receiving is how I receive the seed of the Word. How I receive the seed of the Word. Any, anybody ever planted anything? Okay. Somebody tell me something that you've planted. What? Jalapenos. Jalapenos. Um, and how did the process start for you? When, when you were just looking at whatever you had, seed or whatever, just looking at it, did that start the process? No, because you, you, you probably saw a picture of jalapenos, or you can go somewhere and maybe have, them, have some jalapenos in your cupboard, right? But the process of growing a jalapeno starts when? When you get it in the ground. And Mark chapter 4 says that the ground is our heart. How I receive what I hear, how I receive what I hear will determine my outcome. Because if I just hear something and it goes in one ear and out the other, and I'm offended before I get through the second set of double doors here at the church, I get offended by something. The enemy's come to steal that, and nothing will happen with that seed. Listen to me. The power for jalapenos is in the seed itself. If you have an apple seed, there's hundreds of bushels in a seed. And just looking at one seed, you eat an apple, I used to eat the whole core. From when I was a little kid, I lived in apple country in New Mexico, and we just ate the whole core, eat it, and everybody said, oh man, there's arsenic in those seeds, and they're, but you know, I don't know, I'm still alive, glory to God. <laughs> but, but I used to eat the whole seed, all, all the seeds, but thinking about one of those seeds, there's hundreds of bushels in that one seed, because the one seed has the potential of creating a whole tree that'll produce all the fruit. One seed. I, I'm telling you today... That when we underestimate, I don't care who you are and how much word you've heard, if it's not producing for you, you're not receiving it. Because the producing power is in the seed itself. And the only way, as he just said, if he's looking at the seeds, the jalapeno seeds, it's not started the process. Process starts when I plant it in the ground. Process with you and I starts when we hear, but then when we do something with what we hear. He could even plant it in the ground. But if you don't water it, it'll die out. And every time you take the care of something, it uproots the seed. Every single time we take the care of something, it'll rob you of the seed that's sown. You can hear a message, and you can have heard it years ago. And you hear it, and you think, man, it's like I've never heard that before. But you heard it years ago, but you never did anything with it. And if you're doing something with it now, then the process is moving. It's moving forward. The power for harvest is in the seed itself. So what you and I, our responsibility to do is to have faith developed in the seed that's been sown. He said here, I'm a world overcomer if I have faith. 
Everybody say, I have faith. How many times, I'm not asking you, I'm saying, I'm not sure how many times, that it's mentioned in the gospel that Jesus made this statement, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Say that after me. My faith has made me whole. Let's say it again. My faith has made me whole. Let's say it again. My faith has made me whole. That's what he said. See, there's so many absolutes in Scripture. So many absolutes. I've, I've, been, I've been documenting every absolute in Scripture. And I mean, it's, I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I've been working on it for a while. But there's just absolutes everywhere. And the absolutes are the Word, but it's the seed of that absolute that gets down inside of me that produces the harvest. Because it'll work every single time. See, you can say, you know, the, the Bible says, cast every care because I care for you. He said, cast every care. And the enemy that's ro- roaming around like a roaring lion trying to devour you, he's making a lot of noise trying to devour you, cannot devour you if you cast the care, whatever it is that he's trying to get you to take so that you'll worry and be fretful and be overcome. But if I don't receive those things, it can't get the best of me. But the deal is, just humanity in general, we don't believe this. Because we've not done enough with what we've heard. We're not valuing the power of the seed of the Word itself and what it will produce. Because it'll produce every single time. Now, I just want to look for a moment. We're talking about faith and humility Right now we're looking at faith. And Hebrews 11, which is the faith chapter. In verse 1, let's just, I want, I want to read seven verses here and let's just look at them. I got a couple of comments about a couple of these verses or a few of them. Um, <clears throat> Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Based on a number of different translations and using, I'm not replacing words here, I'm just taking synonyms of these words and replacing it in, in, in this translation, but these are just different translations. Let's say it like this. Now, faith is the confidence... Of the things I'm expecting. This translation said, faith is the substance of the things hoped for. The things that I'm expecting to happen, faith is that confidence. And it's the conviction of what I don't see yet. And, and I like that word, I like the word conviction there instead of, uh, in, in the New King James, um, it's the evidence of things not seen. No, it's the conviction of things not seen. In other words, the conviction in my heart is that what I don't see, I see here when I'm in faith. I see it inside of me. When I'm in faith, I see it. And, and I have this absolute confidence and assurance that it's mine and it is manifesting. 
Maybe not today, tomorrow, next week, or whenever. That's not the issue. God said, one plants and one waters, but He brings the increase. The increase actually is already set up to manifest when you and I are in faith and humility. What I'm talking about tonight, and I want to say it like this, I've been doing a lot of study about the Founding Fathers. This 4th of July, and that's what we're talking about this whole month, about about, uh, freedom and integrity producing freedom. And, And I've looked at these, the founding fathers and, and their lives and, and what they did for us. And all of those 56 men that were involved in the signing of the Declaration of Independence were men that operated in faith and humility or they never would have signed it. Because what I've looked at, what I've studied, is everything that they went through for the sake of freedom, for liberty, And not just for themselves and their families, but for all of mankind. And something inside of them had vision and had this absolute confidence of this manifestation coming about. When they signed the Declaration of Independence, it was the beginning of the Revolutionary War. I mean, it had already started. It had already been going on. There's constant battles between the, the American forces and, and the British forces. But it was like the heat of it started the day they declared, we're free. We're free. These had to be men of faith and humility because of what we see in Scripture here that faith produces and what has to happen through humility for faith to operate. That, were, that was these men. What they went through and the choices that they make that had nothing to do with themselves is what landed this nation where it is today, 242 years later. Still a very young nation compared to a lot of nations in, in, in you know, years past that crumbled, or, you know, that lasted for long periods of time but crumbled. But, so we're still a very young nation but a nation who had founders that were men of faith and true humility that didn't think of themselves first, they thought of others and the liberty that it would produce in other people's lives. And that's what God created you and I to be in and through the church. That we would be people that didn't just think about ourselves but thought about the good of others and the advancement of other people's lives. And the more you do that and you get your mind off yourself, the more profitable that it is. Amen? Verse 2 says, For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed, by who? By God. By the Word of God. The worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which were seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, they were made by things invisible. He didn't see anything, and he said, light be, and light was. He didn't see anybody, and he saw me, and he said, Burt Wimberly is. Randy Wagner is. Every one of you is. Amen? He saw us before he saw us, and he he commanded us to be, and we were. We were created before the foundation of the world. God established that, 
and he created us, he created everything, and now you and I have the ability, if we believe in the seed and the power of the word, we have the ability to frame our worlds with that same word. I don't have to put up with strife and division. I don't have to put up with selfishness and unforgiveness. I don't have to put up with these kind of things if I believe in the power of the seed of the word. Nothing else will deliver you in life except the seed of his word going deep and not being stolen and not being taken away and not being removed, but taking, getting down in the soil and beginning to produce <clears throat> and become everything it was created to be. That's the only way you and I can be liberated and free. And that comes from you and I believe and we frame our worlds with the same world, word. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it <clears throat> he being dead still speaks. What speaks? His faith. Of what? A more excellent sacrifice than Cain's. <clears throat> it's very humbling to do exactly what God says even when your head tries to tell you something different in the form of giving or doing or helping someone else or sowing seed or honoring God in the tithe or doing anything like that. He had an excellent seed, but he did it by faith in God. Not trying to produce something, but by faith in God. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6 explains that. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That's why you receive the seed of the word. You're not going to just wake up one day and say, oh, okay, I trust God. You're going to learn to trust God day to day when you do something with the seed that's been planted in your heart. When I'm telling you tonight, I mean, I, I, just take the title of what I'm talking about tonight. You want to be on the receiving end of the things that God has for you, then you're going to understand faith and humility and apply it in your own life. Even when you don't want to. Even with people that you think, well, you know, not, not them, I'll do it with these. What does it profit a man if he's good to people that are good to him? Absolutely nothing. I mean, there's a little bit of profit, and at least you, at least you reciprocated, right? But that's not enough. It's, it's doing good even when others aren't. And learning what that looks like can only happen if you are taking serious the things that you hear. If you don't take what you hear serious, and listen, I'm just telling you, across the board, most people don't. Most people don't take it serious. Now, am I talking to you? I don't know. You, you ask if I'm talking to you or not. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying most people don't take the preaching of the word and the seed of the word that's been planted. They don't take it serious because if they did, the seed produces. The seed of God's word produces after its own kind every single time. Where it's not working in me is when I've not received it and done something with it. You're not going to go from unpleasing to pleasing. God, God's not disappointed with you. If you're not living by faith, God doesn't dislike you, hate you, and want to send you to hell because you're not developing faith in God. 
But if you're not developing faith in God, you can do some crazy things. And if you're just in one of those moments and, you know, you got mad at somebody and just took a big club to their head and, 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 and they fell over and, and they died because you hit them and you're thinking, what did I just do? God forgives you. As they haul you away in handcuffs, God forgives you. Right? As, as he forgives you as they're sending you to the state pen for the rest of your life. God forgives you. Right? But how do we get ourselves in those type of situations when we're not developing a trust and a faith and a confidence in God because somebody got under your skin? And I'm just saying, people don't get under the skin of people that live by faith. I didn't say the potential's not there. I'm saying, if you're developing faith in God, and you have that in an ongoing relationship and a connection with God, when you face things like that, you overcome. We overcome the world by our faith. We just do. Amen? So without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Those that come to Him must believe He is, and He's the rewarder. Everybody say, He's the rewarder. Right? I'm on the receiving end. The only way to receive is faith and humility, not need, not begging God to do something for me because I've cried enough. And God has compassion on us. But only faith will produce it. And I'm telling you, Man, I've preached some messages like this and made some people furious. You're telling me I don't have any faith? No, he did. Because if you're, if you're mad at me because I preach something like this and you're mad at me because you think you don't have any faith, then you don't. And he's saying, develop your faith. I, I didn't say I've got it all down and I do everything perfect and I'm always you know, operating in faith, but I promise you it's developing. Every single day, I'm not giving in to any of it. I'm not going to find myself in the wrong place at the wrong time doing stupid things because I'm going to take a break from God and take a break from the seed of the Word producing on the inside of me. Not doing it. How many believe that tonight? And verse 7, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, and it had never rained. It had never rained to this point, and he built this massive ark that was going to withstand the worst flood that this planet has ever known and ever will know. It won't ever rain like that again. But it rained like that, and it had never rained to that point. And when he's trying to tell people, come help me build this ark because it's going to rain. What do you mean it's going to rain? It had never rained. And he heard from God, and he did and created something from the unseen realm. Because if it had never rained before, then nobody ever built a boat like this. There wasn't a cruise liner corporation that built cruise liners. Nobody ever built anything like this. And he built it. Why? Because he had faith in God. And what did did he become? Watch this. (laughs) And he became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. 
Where did he get that airship from? From Adam. And then it went to Noah. And then it got passed down to Abraham. And then it went on and on. And now it's been passed to you and I. And you know what? When we walk by faith in God, then we are the receivers. We're of the airship of righteousness by faith. Can you say amen? Glory to Jesus. Now, I just got a couple minutes, and and I want to just address a couple things concerning humility. And as I said earlier, our founders, the founding fathers, were humble people. And it's it's because of this. Just a couple things I want to say about this. Um, When a person is humble, they're not in pride. And what pride always does is talk about self. And pride always, um, pride always wants everything to be about me. It wants, it, it wants me to be the center of attention. And when I'm not, I'm threatened. And that's pride. Think of our founding fathers, these 56 men, all different personalities, all attitudes. And man, they had some heated conversations. But at the end of the day, they had to come together and humble themselves and get into a place of agreement so that they could sign and see something established and declared that freedom, we had the potential for freedom, and it was there. And that freedom, as it was written out in so many different ways, and if you go to Washington, D.C., you see it written on every building everywhere, that, that their decision and their humility was connected to their faith in God. And I'm telling you that the Declaration of Independence was signed because of 56 men that operated in humility and faith because of what it produced. You say, yeah, but I read this. I don't care. I don't care what you read. I didn't say they were perfect. Huh? Not anybody sitting in here is perfect. I didn't say they were perfect. I'm saying they did what it took because it produced the fruit, and you and I are that fruit. We're free today. Because of what they chose to do. We're going to look at that more over the next few weeks. But, um, but, but the self thing, look, look at this verse of Scripture. Two verses of Scripture and then I'm going to end. 2 Corinthians 10, 18. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. It's not what I say or build up in myself, it's what God says about me. Then, when I get what God says about me in me, through the seed of the word, then what I say about myself is just what he says, and it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And when you get to that place, nobody can stop you. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Nobody can stop that unless I allow the enemy to talk me out of that. Many times, and I said this on Sunday, but many times people think of humility as something that's really not humility. Just a couple things to to think about along this line. Um, People in humility, People that operate in humility, they listen. People in pride always want to talk 
and want to talk about themselves, and they want to interrupt. And interruption is just, it's, it's literally demonic because what it's saying is if Randy's telling me something and I interrupt him, what I'm saying is, shut up, I have something to say. And that's pride. Now, we wouldn't think that's what we'd be saying, but that's exactly what we're saying. What you're saying doesn't mean anything. I tell you, within my own self and some of the, the little journeys and the 30-day concentration of, of, of being liberated from things like this in my life, God has shown me how much that in cert, with certain type of people, especially when somebody, they want the floor and I need to say something, how that I've interrupted at times in the past. I don't want that because it's, I, I want to be, I want to receive from, I want to be on the receiving end of what God has. Can you see the 56 men signing the Declaration of Independence? You think there was some interrupting that went on? <laughs> Imagine. But you know what? They had to die to themselves, make it not about themselves, make it not about what they wanted to see happen, not about their agenda, but the good of the whole group that was for the whole good, that was the, for the good of the whole nation. You see, that's what they had to get to a place. Listen, and it worked because it produced. Faith and humility produce. When you're just about yourself and always focused on yourself and just about you, and if, and if you're not the center of attention, then you're upset and mad and frustrated and all these kind of things. we got to just get over those things and get past them and get connected to what God wants to do in the earth. And I'm telling you, He's doing a great thing. We just want to be there. Amen? And this month, this, this night, and, and we're going to end now and, and go and do hot dogs and everything else, but be thinking about a number of the things that I just mentioned to you, and because, because it's vital, and you're going to hear that the rest of this month, it's vital that we understand it. You know, you know, another thing that pride does, pride is never impressed with something good that's happened for someone else. Never impressed, ever. I don't, I don't, I, you know what? And, and listen, when you're, not, when you're in humility and not in pride, then you find yourself being settled with being impressed about other people and never opening your mouth to tell anybody else about you. I don't need to tell anybody about me. It's better that God, what did we just read? It's better that God lifts me and not me myself. John 7 and 18. And then I'll end. Because this is going to be shorter than norm. John 7 and verse 18. <clears throat> he who speaks for himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Why? We're, we, we are the recipients of the righteousness of God. Can you say amen to that? You and I are recipients of that. And our faith has made us whole. Can you say amen? Say it again. My faith, My faith. has made me whole. We are people that... No, I'm just saying this. I'm, I'm declaring. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. You're being obedient. Way to go. That's right. Um, but listen to me. I'm, I'm just telling you. You don't have to be about yourself. 
But the only thing, there's only one thing that can help you and empower you to not live that life. And that is the seed of the word. When you hear something like this, and I just give you, I'm just throwing out quickly a few things. The rest of the month, we're going to talk more about it on Sundays. But I'm throwing a few things out there about this. When you just hear some of these things, don't let that go in one ear and out the other. What, 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 what? So, okay, take those few verses of Scripture. And, and, and I promise you, you go, you go and look at those verses of Scripture, they'll open up to you in amazing ways because the Holy Ghost is on the inside. He's here to reveal to you what this really means. Most people don't believe. They don't. They underestimate the power of the spoken word and, the, and what's in the seed of that word itself because in the seed, is where everything happens.